Hi, it's Mary Donnelly, and on this episode of our Coffee and Conversation podcast, I want to talk about identity. I believe it's such an important topic because it's the root behind many of the other things that we struggle with. And when I say the root behind, I mean when we don't have a healthy and truth-based sense of identity, or we don't really believe it. We might know it and read it and understand it on an intellectual level, but we're not living from that place of really believing it. A sense of identity is really just talking about who we are. And all of us, I believe, are trying to answer questions. Are we valuable? Are we significant? Are we loved? And we get those questions answered by the identity that we believe about ourselves. And when it's not based in truth and it doesn't, we don't have a healthy identity, we're getting those questions answered by external things, by the way other people see us or relate to us, by the roles we play, by the image we present, because then we get this positive feedback that answers that question like, yes, you're valuable, you're significant, you're loved, you're important. But the truth is when we're getting it from these external things and not just from who God says we are and really believing that, any of those things can change and shift at any moment. We can have little, we can have much. We can be loved or we can be rejected by people, never by God. And then we can believe that that says something different to us about who we are. But the truth is none of those things ever change who we are. None of those things ever change our position in Christ or that we are loved or that we are valuable. So if we know that, why even do we as Christian women struggle with this? And if we're honest, I'll be honest and say, it's a struggle for me. It hasn't always been, and there's different seasons where maybe it feels less so. But I'll tell you, God did something in my life over this past year that really exposed how much I was building and creating or getting a sense of identity based on outward things that I wasn't even quite aware of. If you had asked me, you know, about a year ago at this time, if I had a healthy understanding and belief or sense of identity, I would have said, yes, of course. I'm a loved daughter of God. I know that my identity has nothing to do with, you know, roles that I play or titles that I have or what I have or don't have. It's that I'm created in God's image. I'm here to reflect his glory, that others will see him in me. I'm, I'm loved. I'm chosen. I'm called. I've been adopted into his family. I know all those things as truth. And yet there can be this gap between knowing that on an intellectual level and really living from a place where that is a truth that you believe to the very core of your being. And that was really challenged for me in my life. You know, when my mom had gotten sick, I had given up my job and I honestly didn't even realize how much of my identity was attached to being successful in my career. And then it put a real strain on our marriage. Again, how much of my identity was wrapped up in my husband's love for me or presenting an image of this strong, healthy marriage. And then when my mom passed away, my 
youngest one was getting married shortly and I was suddenly going to be an empty nester and life was shifting and changing a role that I had played for so long that I built my whole life around that everything centered around this raising our family and and this home that was um you know the hub of everything it was all shifting and changing and everything was shifting and changing all at one time there was the grief and loss of my mother there was the loss of my job there was the strain on our marriage there was coming into the season of you know empty nest when all that that means and it was all kind of overlapping and it was in that time where i really felt so such a battle in my mind and thoughts uh, believing lies or trying not to believe lies that the enemy was throwing at me. Just sort of, who am I now? You're not a daughter any longer. You know, both of my parents were gone, but I know the truth, right? I'm God's daughter, but this is what happens. You're not a mother anymore. Again, I know the truth. I'll always be a mother. You're not beloved wife. It's just because I didn't feel loved at that moment. And now you don't even have a job. You don't even have success there. And you just, and on top of it all, I had given up every area of ministry that I was involved in, again, that I didn't realize how much identity I was getting out of doing all these things that made me feel good about me, made me feel important to God, like, oh God, you trust me with this and you're using me with this. And I didn't realize until everything was either stripped away or just dramatically changed and shift how much it challenged my sense of identity, my sense of really knowing and believing who I was. And was I basing it in the truth of the word when everything else changes and you suddenly don't have any of those other things, then you're left with, well, who am I? And that's where I came, you know, I went to a really low place at first that emptiness, but it challenged me. It challenged me to really look to the word. It challenged me to really look to God. And it challenged me to cry out to him and say, yes, Lord, right now, I don't feel significant. I don't feel loved. I don't feel valuable. I feel as though I've lost my purpose. And yet I know that your word says something different. So therein, I began my own kind of personal study, if you will, on this whole idea of of identity and where was I getting the answer to that question. And it brought me back to the truth of God's word. And I realized that I had confused who I was with what I did or what I had And God brought me back to the truth of his word and realizing, showing me that my identity had to be independent of anything that was external because all of those things can change, but my identity doesn't. The fact that I'm loved and valued and significant, it doesn't change. I have to believe what God says about me because otherwise I'll be in this sort of lifelong struggle to answer that question or to get a sense of value and worth. And what I'll do is I'll look to other people. I'll look to certain 
you know, titles or situations or what I have or don't have to get that question answered. And it's exhausting when you do that, in all honesty, because what you find yourself doing is trying to be what you think everybody else wants you to be so that you'll feel loved and you'll feel significant. So again, it has to be independent from anything that's happening on the outside. So if we look at the Word of God and we go back and we say, okay, well, at the very beginning, I know that God created us, right? And we're created in His image. So if we're created in His image, then our identity is actually one that's about reflecting God, where our, a true sense of identity is going to be, how do we display him? How are we showing the image of God to others? So that's important. That's an important truth to get deep into our heart, because what it does is it takes the focus off of me and it puts it onto him, where instead of I was focused on building my image not really consciously, not really knowing how I was doing that, but it takes the focus on my image and what am I presenting and am I getting feedback and am I feeling loved because of that? And it puts it onto his image. Wait a minute, I was created in his image and my purpose is to display his image. My purpose is to show him to the world that people look and they see this good and amazing God that lives inside of me. And what we delight in is shown to be more beautiful in us and through us. So one of the things that God really started to speaking, speaking to me about was learning how to delight in him again, because what I take joy in and what I delight in is going to shine through me. I went through this season where he was really calling me back to prioritizing, if you, I guess, might be the best way to say it, putting time of Sabbath rest in my life. And I don't mean just stopping from work, but I mean enjoying God and delighting in Him, stopping from the constant sense of productivity. But even if you think you're doing things for Him and for the kingdom, but He was calling me back to a place of just loving Him for Him just delighting in him, just being in his presence. And I think that was one of the first things, the first sort of steps, if you will, of going back and, and understanding who I was and why I was created. Because what if I never did another thing? I was created to enjoy him, to love him, to be in his presence, and to display his glory through my life. I can't do that if I don't know how loved I am, if I'm not enjoying his presence, and if I'm continuing to get that sense of love from other things and other people. The other thing that he brought me to is just going back to the truth of his word. I had to actually really be honest with myself and say, okay, I know the word. I know I'm a new creation in him. He knew me before I was even formed in my mother's womb. I'm chosen. I'm his possession. I'm part of his family. I'm a loved daughter of God. But did I believe it? Was I living it like I really believed it? And I guess maybe I wasn't. I didn't realize it. But if I'm honest now, I guess maybe I wasn't. 
So he called me back to really not just reading the word, meditating, studying it, but going back and challenging false beliefs, going back and challenging myself on did I really believe what the word of God was saying to me and about me. And so it was looking and saying, okay, if I don't, if I read a scripture, you know, that tells me that I'm accepted and yet somehow I'm still going through life feeling rejected, I'm not really believing the truth of that. Why? Why is that? He wanted me to identify what's the core lie behind that so that I could take that to him and ask for forgiveness for not believing him because that's really what it came down to. And then saying, God, I want to replace that lie with truth. And that's another important piece is you can't really replace any lies or change any mindsets that you're operating from without truth. And you need God's word to do that. You need the truth of his word and you need it to stand up against every lie that you're believing. I think one of the things that he really challenged my, me as well was getting my mind off of my own image. And that might sound just kind of simple like, oh yeah, well, yeah, it's not about us. But I actually didn't realize to what degree I was doing it or how deep that ran. And what I mean is that when he asked me to take some time to rest and to enjoy his presence and not just fill up my time, I realized how difficult that was for me because right away I thought, well, what if other people think I'm lazy or what if other people think I'm just copping out and I'm not doing enough? oh, they're all working so much harder than me and they're involved in this or they're involved in that. And what if they think I'm just being a slacker, basically? And I realized how much my the, the thoughts that bombarded me were based on what did other people think of me? How were they going to perceive this if I was just taking this time to draw close to God and to have some time to be with him and work on some things between him and I, between jumping right back in and taking on all the different areas of ministry that I was doing before. And that's where it was identified to me how much I actually was more concerned with my own image than with displaying his image. It really challenged me at that level. And I started to go through the process of being like, okay, I can do things because God is calling me to do them. I can enjoy my relationship with him. And sometimes in order to do that, I might have to say no to other people and to other things. I might be holding back in some areas that other people might not understand. And yet I can't be rocked by that. I can't be so worried about the image. Am I pleasing everybody else? Does everybody else see me as successful. People were asking me, you know, oh, do you, how's it going with your job? Do you have a job yet? No, I don't. I didn't realize how hard that was for me to say. I felt like I had to say all the things that I've been accomplishing in my spare time and in my free time until I go back to work. And so this was an area where God was really digging deep in my heart and bringing me to a place of see how much you are still 
building and getting a sense of identity based on the what other people expect for you, from from you or how other people see you. And my eyes were really opened there. And in that time, I said, Lord, this has to be just about you. It's me and you. I might not look on the outside, the image that I've always, you know, wanted to present. Maybe it's going to look like I'm not getting over grief fast enough for somebody else. Maybe it's going to look like, hmm, in this time, uh, I have to, you know, be a little bit tight on my budget and I can't give as much as I used to be able to give. All these different things that you suddenly are concerned with. How are other people going to see this? And I think if we're all really honest, we all might struggle in that particular area. Instead of being in that place where we know that we are loved, where we know that we are valuable. And yes, God will pull us out of our comfort zone and God will stretch us and God will bring us through, you know, different seasons. Some of them are going to feel like maybe we're living a little bit beyond capacity and and we live out of the abundance of his grace. But sometimes he's going to bring us into seasons of slowing down and, and just going deeper with him. But there should always be like a rhythm of enjoying his presence because that's what we display to the world. But the bottom line for me in this first series because like I said, I think there's going to be more as I'm learning and as I'm building, was going back to the truth of what God said about me and challenging myself to not just rattle off a bunch of scriptures because, you know, I'm a Christian. Of course, I believe this. I'm a loved daughter of God, but really challenging myself to believe it as truth, to examine those times where those areas where maybe I wasn't, And then to go back and really examine how much of this was about the image that I was creating and was I building an identity from there and how much of it was about really reflecting and displaying his image. And for me, you know, maybe this might not resonate with some of you, but for me, that was kind of a game changer because I had to be willing to maybe look bad, if you will, in my own mind to others to look good to God or to be what God wanted me to be and and to obey what he was asking me to do. And that's kind of a big indicator of when when your identity is based in other things outside of him. So I will wrap things up by saying if you're struggling in this area, I hope this helped you. I'd love to talk to you more about it. I'd love to pray with you. And I hope that we, all of us, all of us women can get to the place where our identity is so firmly rooted in him that different areas of our life can shift and change and it won't affect who we are. It won't kind of throw us into this place of being so needy because we feel unloved and we feel so desperate for some validation and some affirmation that we just start doing things that God never even asked us to do, or we start trying to, you know, be something and present an image so that we can get some validation and some affirmation from other people because we're just so needy. But in those times where the things that maybe we don't even realize that we're leaning on when they get 
rocked or changed or shifted in our world that instead of turning to anything external that's about our own image, that will run to him, that will run to the truth of the word like that anchor, you know, and say, yes, this is it. This is where I find it. And really believe it. Believe the truth of what God says about us and have it go from that intellectual head knowledge right down to the core of who we are. So I am praying for each and every one of you listening. And if there's anyone that would love to give input or talk more about this or just would like prayer in this area, please let me know. I love you all and uh, look forward to connecting again soon at Coffee and Conversation. The next one is at Bonnie Benedict's on October 12th, 9 to 1130 